Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your host. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to review the draft that we started in the last episode. We almost made some fatal mistakes in this thing, Jeff, that somehow turned around and we didn't. And that fatal mistake, I think, is one of the worst mistakes you can make in auction drafts. We've talked about it before, is leaving money on the table. And we didn't do it. We each ended up with zero. It took a little spending at the end to do it. We were able to get guys we wanted. did work out. But I was we were dangerously close. If it wasn't for literally one other guy in that draft, wanting some of the same players we wanted, we'd probably leave that draft with some money on the table. And that's just something, right? I think that's the biggest point from this draft. We'll talk about our teams in a minute, but that's the mistake you don't want to make. And what when that happens to me, it, it's like when you have a little bit of money, but you're waiting around through these middle parts of the draft for guys you want, and you're letting value, you're letting players go off the board that actually cost a little bit of money because you want later guys. And then once you get to the later guys, you realize, oh, these guys are going to go for nothing. Wow, I have $15 left. And you missed out on a guy earlier that you could have had as well. That is probably the biggest thing we have seen. We've seen in one of our, our main league, we've seen a guy leave the draft with $41. And it's not, (laughs) it's not even like he's bad at fantasy football. He's won multiple championships, which is the crazy thing. He's not bad, but he just, he went in and this is what happens. Sometimes you go in, you are targeting certain guys that you like. And I think we did that in this. We know we like some guys later. And so there's this middle tier of guys we don't love. And so we're like, oh, we want our guys, right? And we leave this money on the table when, wait, we could have spent that extra money and got somebody else. Again, it didn't play out. We both ended with zero. Okay, I might have cheated and spent five on Madison when it probably would have been one. So I probably should have left with $4, right? And yeah, we I should have left with two. Yeah. <laughs> And we we did end up with a little bidding war for um, Ken Walker, which yeah, we went that was higher fair, than I, yeah. it was. We both wanted him, but but that's like the moral of the story here is don't leave money on the table. And basically, that means pay attention the whole time. We might have after the last episode went off the air, we might have not paid as close of attention to those middle rounds as we should have, but it play it worked out. So my team, here we go. Russell Wilson at quarterback. Love Russell Wilson. Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, my running back one and two. Michael Pittman, Mike Evans are my my two top receivers. Dallas Goddard at tight end. Marquise Brown, who I got this time around. Jeff didn't get him. I get him. Marquise Brown's as of now, would be my flex. Uh, Colt Steed, Justin Tucker. Juju Smith-Schuster. Then I got some running back tandems. I got Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. I got Rashad Penny and Ken Walker. I got Alexander Madison. So I have, I have um, Jeff, this is an interesting story strategy. I have seven running backs from four teams. I have two, <laughs> you know, that's interesting, but I love those players. I love, I love Stevenson and Harris. I love Penny and Walker. I love cook, but I really, if you get cook, you need Madison. So I have Madison. I did get a second quarterback in this one because like, why not? I was like, screw it. I got Aaron Rodgers as my backup quarterback. So there we go. There's my squad. I like it. I like my team. I, I, I do like this. And you know, to be honest with the way I, I, I went into this one, um, I don't know a lot of things I'd do differently to be perfectly honest. I, I got the guys I like, I went, I got the guys I 
was targeting late. You know, I, I feel decent about this team. I really like it. I like Cook and Mixon. Pittman, maybe I'd like to, you know, I don't even know what the other receiver would. I really like Pittman and Evans. I like this team. I actually do. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it, to be honest. So Yeah, I, I, I like your team. Um, mine is uh, a little more up and down. I, I can, I'm going to go through it. I, I tried yep. some different players, but I, overall, I think that your team is much safer. Like go, coming out of it, and I think both of us don't feel maybe we don't feel bad, but we also don't feel good. Like we didn't kill this draft. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think that you probably have a little more upside as far as like just uh, guys that have done it before. But anyway, so uh, I went into it and um, I got AJ Brown as my second wide receiver. And I'm saying that now because I want to talk about the QB um, because I knew I was going to take one of those quarterbacks that were in the $4 range i thought it'd be really interesting to stack him with jalen hurts um the idea behind that one which is kind of an interesting idea and i i kind of want to play with this a little bit uh with you craig if obviously if aj brown is good if they paid him all that money and he catches uh they they give him a lot of targets and i do think that he has an unbelievable knack for getting in the end zone say he gets eight touchdowns and that wouldn't even be a lot for him um and he does relatively well that's not even if he breaks out. Clearly, Jalen Hurts' numbers are going to go up because he's not going to stop running. So he would have a touchdown threat. You still have Goddard. You have Devontae Smith. So you would think that his numbers would rise a, a good amount. And he was already a top 10 quarterback because of his rushing ability. So I'm thinking, if I believe in A.J. Brown, why not double down in Jalen Hurts, who was only $4, and you have to pick between him and, like, eight other guys? Might as well take the upside, like, go for home run. Um but do, do you, well, how do you think about that? Or do you think because you get one, you don't want to risk it on the other? I, I like, I like stacking them. I, I like that. I think that's a good move. Um, I have, you know, Hertz is interesting. I, I don't know what to think about him and how he's going to do this office, but I know I like, I like that. That's a, that's what I like to do. I think you're, maybe you're, maybe you're adding slight risk, but I think the potential upside is so much bigger that it offsets the risk, right? Yeah, yeah. You could have some weeks where you go down if you know, they, the team doesn't have a good game overall, but I, I like it a lot, actually. I, I almost wonder in this one too, I wonder in that case, if I did that, which I'm kind of, you know, now that I'm playing around with my head, I'm kind of liking it more and more AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts, but I almost wonder if you do that, if you go out and get like uh, Deshaun Watson at the end of your bench for like a buck, and then you take that risk out and like, okay, well, I have to deal with this for six weeks at, you know, at least, but if it's amazing, great. If not, I can like shift. Um, so I kind of like that. Um, you know, anyway, so I have Jalen Hurts as my QB. I got DeAndre Swift as my number one running back. Um, and this was a full PPR. So I thought that his worth uh, was boosted since last year. Um, what did, uh, what did our guy have? Um 50, I'm sorry, 78 targets last year. And that was only playing 13 games. Um, so he has huge upside as far as uh, pass catching. I, I realize that they have uh, a lot more pass catchers um, available to them, um, even more so halfway through the year when Jameis Williams comes back. But um, I really like his upside, so I think he's worth it in a PPR. Then I went ahead and got Saquon Barkley. I think that his upside is immense, even though – the team itself caps that I'm banking on health. Um, and he, he has been able to catch the ball in the past last year. 
Um, I want to get this right, but last year he got 57 targets, caught 41 of them. He only played in 13 games as well. So um, you're, you're looking at uh, a high upside as, uh, for the pass catching and even more so um, uh, his first two years. And I realize he's not going to probably return to rookie form, but he had 121 targets. It was a ridiculous amount. He caught 91 balls. That would be definitely the high side. That would be like, my team is going to be amazing kind of deal. <laughs> but his sophomore season, when he played only 13 games, he got 73 targets and caught 52. And that is kind of more what I'm looking for. And that would be huge. So anyway, so that's why I went for upside D Swift and Barkley. I didn't really get a discount on Swift though, just to let everyone know. I, I still had to pay it for wasn't, bucks. There wasn't really many discounts, I think, overall at running back for a long time. There just wasn't in this draft. And I, yeah. I think that's solid prices. Not and, bad at um, all. and wide receiver, I already told you about AJ Brown. And then my first one I got was CD Lamb for forty-eight dollars mm-hmm. out of a two hundred dollar budget. Uh, I just think CD Lamb is worth it. I, I think that he is the one wide receiver that could jump into that that top five, that top three, if we're talking about it, um, if everyone stayed healthy, because I really do think that um, that he's going to be the main guy in Dallas. Uh, Dak has, is a very capable quarterback. They don't have that number two uh, wide receiver at all at the moment. We're actually starting to think that's going to be a rookie. Um, and then obviously you do have Zeke and Pollard, but you're going to have to stretch the field with these guys. And, and they do have a, a pretty decent tight end. And I think he has some upside. But I think CeeDee Lamb is just going to be an absolute beast. If they throw him a bunch of targets, he will catch a bunch of balls. I mean, that's just what it's going to be. For sure. Um, Love CeeDee Lamb. I think this is honestly where I get – I messed up the biggest. I was not paying attention, and we usually don't pay for, like, the top four tight ends unless we're, you know, putting it into kind of a strategy. But I missed out on everyone. And I ended up with D-Nax for a buck. And he's fine. Like, He's fine. But – if I had, you know, four or $5, I should have definitely went after either Hawkinson or, uh, you know, Jarwin or just one of those guys. Um, I don't want to get stuck with a Knox, Jacecki, or I, I love Goddard, but I wasn't willing to go three Eagles deep on this team. And I, I just, I worry that AJ is going to take all of the touchdowns and Goddard is going to be left out in the cold again this year. I think that his talent's not being utilized there. So, I don't want to get stuck down there. And I did. And that's why I was like, I'm just going to take Knox for a buck. I'd take the better offense. Yep. After that, ETN at my flex, which I think has huge, huge upside for PPR. And I only got him for $16. Uh, some of us bid each other up trying to get to him because we're you know, starting to like him. But, you know, you probably can get him for even a little cheaper. But I think that is a steal still, especially in PPR. Uh, kicker, defense, who cares, buck each. Um, I got Cortland Sutton for $11, who I think also has a huge ceiling. Someone is going to catch the ball. Uh, Russell Wilson is the man. He's in Denver. I think Sutton is the best bet to be like lead in touchdowns, lead in yardage. Could it be Jerry Judy? Sure. But I, I would take Sutton for 11 bucks. I think he has huge upside and he's currently not even in my starting lineup. <laughs> Absolutely love that. I got Kadarius Tony. You know yeah. how much we love him. So yep. I got him for six bucks. I think me and me and Craig went back and forth a little bit on that one. I could only uh, James, go to five at the time. Yeah. And James Cook, I got him for two bucks. I think he's interesting in a PPR league. I got him as like, let me get one more running back on my bench. Let's find out what we have. I can always ditch him $2. Super cheap price tag to find out what we have. AJ Dillon. Hey, 
Went for six dollars this went time. Went for six dollars, and I honestly think it was only because there was a guy sitting here that ended with eleven, and he was he was the one bidding back and forth because he needed to waste money, and that was only to six dollars. So I still believe that our idea that he is an auction steal is absolutely hundred percent. He's a hundred percent a steal. He still is. This is the highest I've seen him go, and it's only six bucks. And again, we we're we've been doing this on ESPN, right? So if you're drafting on ESPN, he's an absolute steal. Maybe not as much in another format. We'll have to try out another format here, another you know maybe Yahoo or Sleeper or something. But on ESPN, AJ Dillon is an absolute steal, hundred percent. And then to finish it out, I got Melvin Gordon, uh, just another uh, safe running back to make sure I have a little bit of depth. And then my last two wide receivers, I got uh, Ayuk and I got Sky Moore. And I think Brandon Ayuk is an absolute. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'll, I'll let Craig talk about. Well, it I think because- like in an auction, especially, we should have talked about him on the steals episode because this is a guy who, before last year, we were all hyping him to be the the breakout San Francisco receiver, not Debo. And it was so odd what happened to him at the beginning of last year, right? Like he played, but he didn't really play. You know what I mean? It was very strange what was going on for him. And after he came back, I'm going to have to find um, some numbers here. Not until after he came back. Once he like actually started using him a little bit, he definitely became much more valuable. Let me see if I throw this out yeah, there. So, yeah, I was going to say, he had 84 targets, 56 receptions, 826 yards, and five touchdowns. And he played – oh, it looks like he played the entire season. Um, the year, And the crazy part about that is his numbers were – not even as good as what they were his rookie year when he only played 12 games. And that's the weird part about it. Yep. Well, let's look at weeks nine through 18 then, right? Let's look at like second half of the year. He's in half PPR. He's wide receiver 13 over those, over that stretch wide receiver 13 over that final stretch. Even if I go 10, that's more of a halfway. He's probably a little bit further down wide receiver 16. So he was a top 20 wide receiver over the second half of the season when they finally started using him a little bit more and that to me is a pretty big number so that's really like part of it is snap percentage look at the first game 40 he played 47 percent of the snaps in week one only 54 in week two he played 67 in week four 71 in week five 71 in week six after that he never went lower than 88 88 percent snaps so something was going on those first six weeks seven weeks of the season where they just weren't playing him and after week eight hit, he yeah, week eight, that's where he started hit 88% snaps starting in week eight. So that's a better, that's a better indicator. Let's go to week eight, week eight on wide receiver 14. So he's wide receiver 14. Once he actually started playing about 90% of the time, which is where he played the remainder of the season. I think that's a better indicator for where he's going to be than those early games, which were just odd. Don't know why. Don't know what happened with what was going on, why he wasn't playing. But there we go. Brandon Ayuk. And you're not, he's he's so undervalued. In an auction, it's $2, right? Two Is that what you got him for? Two bucks? Yeah, two bucks. That's crazy. And his actual rank right now is like wide receiver 36 on Fantasy Pros. He's, he's a steal to me. Absolute steal. Love it. And I just wanted to double check too, to make sure. Yeah, so that wasn't during a time when I don't believe Debo was missing time in the second yeah. half of the year. That wasn't when Kittle was missing time. Uh, to be fair, we don't know what uh, you know what Trey Lance is going to be like under center. <laughs> so that right. is something that I worry about personally. 
That's uh, that's part of the worry. Yep. Get the ball to Debo, yep. right? And you have Kittle, but I do think that he is like for two dollars. Like even if he's outside the top twenty, uh, he has he has a a, a lot of value. So yep. him on your bench, I think, is is a very very good pick. Yep. Well, all right, there we go. Another another mock in the books. I'm telling you, this is the way to do it. If you're doing auction drafts, do mock drafts. It makes you feel so much more comfortable. You'll never feel fully comfortable when you're like real draft hits. You just won't. We have one eight days away from now. Our our main league, what is this? Probably year 12, I believe, of the league at this point of the Brotherhood League. Year 12. And I'm still nervous. Yeah, I, I I truly don't have my strategy locked down yet. We have we have three keepers in this one. It, it's you know it's pretty intense. So I I have to figure out who's left out there, who, who I want to go after, and I will be damned if I say it live because I know it will be used against me. All of this is already making it so much tougher. <laughs> it does. It it makes it tough for us. We have a few guys that we definitely want to target. I still got to decide on my keepers. Like I'm gonna be. Probably, I know I'm keeping Swift. I know I'm keeping Michael Pittman, but I'm probably forced into keeping Elijah Mitchell, even though I like Elijah Mitchell, but I so badly wanted to be forced into keeping Ramondre Stevenson. But I know it's stupid. It's stupid. It is. He, it is. I get it. It's stupid. It. Maybe you should do it. <laughs> no, I got it. I, I can't. I can't. Uh, you it, heard it here first, guys. Jeff, what's wrong with our you, league? Tr- trading with trading with the with the the defending champ. Just giving the guy more money. Come on. He, he shouldn't. Even, I mean, he. His team was so ri- ridiculous last year that he might have won anyway. But I, I still blame, I still blame one guy for for trading with him after Derrick Henry went down. I, I refused to trade with him because he was he was being uh, just he was asking for too much, and he, he, I just I still don't get it. It's so so our painful. league will never learn, Jeff. Stop trading with the enemy. No, no. gotta stop. All right. That'll do it for this one. We'll be back next time. Talk to you guys then.